Hey, hey, it's Lou and welcome back to Shade Shorts, some conversations that I've been enjoying in between the main seasons of the show. For the next few shorts, I'll be in conversation with the editors responsible for the most progressive and provocative black-led independent art and culture journals. These chats will be snappy, providing you with signposts to my guests' work. Today I'm delighted to be in conversation with the co-editors-in-chief of Citizen, Henrietta Galina and Danielle Powell Cobb. In this episode, they share why Citizen is so needed, what it took to get it off the ground and what's coming for the next issue. Okay, so let's get started. Enjoy. So I just wanted to start by offering the listeners like some context of what magazine publishing was like back in 2016 or 17 when you conceived mm-hmm. the idea for Citizen. And so I have a little story of my own about what I was working on back then, which okay. may offer some context. But I was talking with various magazines and these were really established, you know, respected journals about the need for opening up like tangible lines of communication for us as black women within these spaces for us to talk about our experiences of existing within predominantly white mainstream spaces within the media. And so I pitched the idea to a few of these journals and their response was that we tend not to group people in terms of their beliefs or their background. Hopefully when it works best, our editorial take is about making sure that those themes are present throughout our editorial mix in a subliminal way. And it just made me realise that our pitches weren't being processed fully. They weren't being being listened to um, within these mainstream um, spaces. And these responses were typical at, at the time. And, and so that's why I then a few years later went on to create this podcast with a focus on art and radical creativity. And then I was reading about Citizen. The idea started when you were reeling from so much good and so much bad that was happening and um, at that particular moment in time, and you wanted to document that era of blackness. You know, you were you were kind of conceiving the idea in around 2017 and you launched in 2021. Um, did your idea change between conception to what we see now with Citizen because of how much this discourse has changed throughout that period of time? The answer is quite simply no. And I think it has to do with what you were saying before. I think when we think about the landscape of media now and how there's this new um, idea about inclusion and, you know, telling black stories and allowing people um, of color to tell their own stories and so on and so forth. I think that's something that's new to the people who aren't of color. And it's not quite, it's not quite new to us. I think we always saw that as missing. And so I can't really say that it's actually changed. I think probably the opportunity and, and to actually create something like Citizen has changed, but that that desire or that seeing the space that was not being filled has not changed. And, and that's just me personally. Henrietta might feel something a little bit differently, but I, I really don't see Citizen. I just think it would pretty much look the same um, had we had the opportunity to do it in 2017 as it looks today. A hundred percent. I think I think now the only thing that's really changed or when we launched that the only thing that's really changed is that it's less, you know, quote unquote proof of concept. It's something now that um, 
I think across all races and and whatnot, everyone knows that it's very much needed. And so there was a lot more support, I think, than had we launched in uh, 2017. But I think the the premise and the content and the ethos and everything is we've we've really we've really stuck to that. And it's actually one of the things that I'm most proud of because we really were like, if we're gonna do it, we're we're really gonna have to like put the stake in the ground um and like commit to it and interestingly enough what you were saying about that feedback that you got back in 2017 you know that's that's also a lot of why we wanted to do this because it wasn't so much that it wasn't um it wasn't so much that it wasn't really seen it was it's the subliminal part and I think that's almost what feels quite insidious about it because it is that idea that you know the way that I look at it is, you know, black culture is often the source of many um, spaces and industries and genres and it's, but it's never acknowledged. It's always like subliminal thing of, you know, we will, um, you know, take this idea or we will, you know, nod to this, but we won't necessarily speak about it. So, you know, in my area of fashion, it was very much like, you know, we'll take the inspiration, um, but we won't necessarily credit it or we'll take this theme, but we'll only use, you know, white models or, you know, the same five photographers or, or you know, so I think that was also part of the the why, which is that we actually wanted to really like own those stories and have these stories told through a black lens, which is something that previously we hadn't really seen much of. Um, so that, yeah, so that was a, kind of part of the the premise for us I mean and just picking back on Henrietta talking about the insidiousness of talking about this imaginary subliminal um take on what it is to be a person of color um throughout the world in media um you know I always kind of refer to when I think about citizen I think about something pretty pretty far outside of media which is or traditional news media, which is like Sophia um, Coppola. Um, I can't remember. I think it actually was in 2017. So maybe this was um, influential in what we were thinking about. Um, did this movie, The Beguiled. And in the movie, she, you know, removed all, um, it's a remake of a book, I believe. And she removed all instances of um, Black women that were in the book. She took them out of the movie. Um, and it's about the um, American Civil War. Um, and I guess uh, uh, like a woman's school um, that has been left, you know, kind of like isolated during the Civil War in the South. Um, and her response for why she took the Black woman out of the book is because she wanted to focus like very solely on the experiences of women. And I think that, you know, when that's said aloud, I think we begin to kind of understand what editors like the editor that you spoke of are actually saying, which is to say that in their in in the way that they conceive um like i don't think they they consciously understand this but like for them like the baseline is white and to talk about anything else is quite radical um and so for us i think that's very much where the spirit of citizen is coming from too so not only is it to own our own stories but it's also to ensure that those stories aren't going through this lens that pretends to be benign but it's actually quite insidious, insidious itself because it is interpreting black witness in a very particular way so it's about being able to do that over and over again and kind of just change the narrative and ensure that there's not this sifting that's been that has happened throughout you know a very long history of um you know stories about us being told in ways that aren't true 
you included like some really important voices um, who really came into our consciousness um, in the in the years leading up to your launch from Roxanne Gay to Nicole Hannah-Jones and that cover my god like it would still be in my memory as one of my favorite covers like definitely of recent years it was amazing how have you processed like where where you've been from issue one to where you are now for issue two and in a sense of the energy of of now and who you've chosen to help express that for issue two yeah I mean we're we're still processing because we haven't really quite come up from for air I think since we decided that we were actually gonna you know jump off the cliff and do this thing um but yeah the the reception was incredible and and interestingly enough um Nicole Hannah-Jones was the first and only person really that we thought of for the cover for re- for completely different reasons it was before everything was happening with you know the university scandal and Howard and, and you know times you know most one of Times most influential people and all of that sort of thing, and, and and it really does. I think think that thinking really does underpin a lot of what Citizen is about. Like we were always really interested in in um, Nicole and her writing and her work, and she was someone who we didn't understand why everyone wasn't you know interested in talking about her. Um, I mean, we were really excited to be um, you know the first publication to put her on the cover to like shoot her editorially and so it was really like wait but why this is this is this woman's amazing like everyone we need to talk about this and that's very much where citizen is it's less about the idea that we are you know only sort of speaking about the anointed we want to sort of dig a bit deeper and and talk about other people um you know that are doing work in different spaces um and yeah you know same with Roxanne absolutely brilliant thinker writer conversationalist um and so yeah launched with a bang um you know we didn't know what we didn't know and um we figured out how to make a magazine like literally like step by step stone by stone um you know we made a lot of mistakes and I think we are much better equipped going into issue two almost going back to the first question in that you know I I will say that the thing that has changed is I think when we originally conceived the magazine it was very much a passion project and we didn't we ourselves didn't see it as like our life's work, if that makes sense. We're like, oh, we'll, we'll make, we'll make this magazine because we want to see it in the world and, you know, we'll continue on with our daily lives. Um, and I think that's probably for me, the thing that has changed the most given everything that happened in 2020 was we're like, oh, this is the thing we want to do. And we see it, to, it and it's valuable and everyone else should see it as a valuable thing and like it is actually as much as you know any other you know mainstream magazine you see or any cultural magazine a uh, magazine about black life and black culture is as important as valuable as all those things so if those people can create a business out of it we should be able to too so <laughs> that's that's kind of the hypothesis we're go- going on right now I think talking practicals is really like really important would there be one thing that you would say that you've really learned that has helped you moving forward? I think the thing that I've learned, because I'm quite risk averse, I should be, you know, typical sort of like child of immigrant mentality. I, you know, get a stable job and get the salary and progress and upward mobility. 
Um, and I think that the main piece of advice, I think that's pretty universal for this, for the, for the question is, is just go for it. Like it really is just go for it. Like there's never a right time. You're never going to know enough. You're never going to, um, you know, it, there's no, it's, it's really like, a, I don't know, having a baby or something like there's just never a right time. You just have to, you just have to do it ultimately because this whole industry, I think this whole kind of journey is really built on experience and what you didn't know yesterday, you know, today, and you can carry it forward to tomorrow and then build on it. Um, and so, you know, we were very naive going into it in the sense that we'd never <laughs> made a magazine before. And I think that it was kind of that naivety and that curiosity that really almost allowed us to be um, kind of as brazen as as we were because we were like we have this idea we're really into it like we don't really see why it couldn't work so we just like watched that vision and I think it was that passion and that um, real willingness to do the work that I think everyone else kind of cottoned on to and for the most part everyone that we asked to be in the magazine you know even people that we had no contact with at all previously um, said yes. And we had some really wonderful, you know, brand support. And I think that they did see that they saw the passion, they saw that it was timely, they saw, um, they saw the vision. And so I think just kind of go for it is, is definitely the, the piece of advice. I think when you start planning and thinking about the pitfalls and all that stuff, it just deters you from doing it. Um, which is a lot of, I think where we were, um, in 2017, um, leading up to when we actually decided to do it, because, you know, there's always a reason why something's more important. You know, you're like, Oh, well, my full-time job or actually, you know, I've got this family thing and like, maybe I'll start when I've got X amount of my savings. And I think that, you know, with the pandemic, particularly we were, we were at home and we were going crazy. And it was really the, the moment where we were like, we kind of have no excuse now. Absolutely. Just go for it. Do it. You'll, you can figure it out. I think that is like, I always say you can figure it out. That being said, I think the one thing that when I step back and I look at what we've created and what we do on a daily basis really is really the com- culmination of like a very long, like Henry and I having like a long work history. And so I don't want to be like the auntie here. <laughs> because I, I mean, um, I, I guess I am um of, of, of auntie age now, but I think um, sometimes we discount kind of like us having zero experience making a magazine is one thing. Um, and so, but like us coming to the table with honest many years of experience of, so I used to do branded content creation um, and production at, for Condé Nast. And I was formerly an attorney. So I like do all of our contracts. And like Henrietta has been, she's been doing shoots and being like a creative director. And she's been the VP of, you know, digital at, you know, a huge um, agency for, you know, many years. I used to work at Al Jazeera. So I've edited, I've done social, I've done, you know, I've done, um, and I've done, uh, like, 
documentary film script. So like, I just think sometimes I think when I step back, I, I'm like, oh, we were these people who stepped in and were like, we have no idea what we're doing. And we actually did not as far as magazine is concerned. But I think sometimes taking stock of what you do know um, and knowing that um, it is important to particularly in what we're trying to do and what we've done is kind of take all of those skills and use it as best we as best as we can. And so when I just think about really the business side of things and how Henrietta and I are, were able to really figure out how to make this thing work financially, a lot of that is on the backs of relationships that we had, we were bringing to the table already. So I guess on top of go for it, I would also say um, take stock. Mm-hmm of what you have, take stock of your community, take stock of your experience and bring all of that to the table. And if it doesn't feel like the right time now, maybe learn a little bit more, um, figure out what you need to do in order to you know, fill in the gaps or who you need to ask. Um, that is what I have learned to like fill in the gaps, use what you have, and then use your network to, you know, to answer the questions that you'll have mm-hmm. moving forward. Mm-hmm. Use what you have is a really important point to take note of for any anyone taking on a huge project. I'm really excited about issue two coming out. I hope this is a question that's acceptable to ask, but um, is there just a little anything that you can share with us that we can expect in issue two? You don't have to like give names, but kind of, I don't know, maybe the energy of issue two um, and, and um, any idea when we may be able to see it. Um, issue two is coming out in July. We're like deep in production now. Um, what I'll give away is that issue one was was heavy for us. I mean, that was definitely a product of the time. I love it. I'm proud of it. Um, but it took a lot of out of us to make. Um, and I think both Henrietta and I being like very creative people and wanting to kind of like have more room to breathe and do some fun things we conceived of issue two as something that is is bigger brighter um the theme is just more fun and Henrietta can kind of um kind of jump in on like the aesthetic difference but we just wanted to um really change the conversation um to make a pivot yeah it's going to be a good one um feels already more dynamic and so the hope is that you know every issue is going to be really different as um you know we try to or attempt to um document and timestamp culture i cannot wait i'd love to know what's going on behind the scenes (laughs) but thank you so much henrietta and danielle for taking the time and for letting us into your world just for these 20 minutes. I really appreciate your time. You've been so kind. So thank you so much. Thank you.